Shalom and welcome back to a new week with Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily podcast from Israel where we read you the entire Bible in one year, based on the weekly Torah portions. My name is Harriet and I will be your reader today, the Sunday, the 6th of March, or the 3rd of Adar the 2nd on the Hebrew calendar. Today in history, the second temple is completed. As we read in Ezra 6.15, This temple was completed on the third day of the month Adar. It was the sixth year of the reign of King Darius. And the parasha this week is called Vayekra, and that means, and he called. And the portions of scripture from the Torah is Leviticus chapter 1, verse 1 through verse 13. Before we start reading the scriptures, please join me in blessing the Lord and thanking Him for giving us His Word. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to His people Israel and to all peoples through His Son, Yeshua the Messiah, our Master. Now the Lord called to Moshe and spoke to him from the tent of meeting, saying, Speak to the sons of Israel and say to them, When any one of you brings an offering to the Lord, you shall bring your offering of the livestock from the herd and from the flock. If his offering is a burnt offering from the herd, he shall offer a male without blemish. He shall offer it at the door of the tent of meeting that he may be accepted before the Lord. He shall lay his hand on the head of the burnt offering, and it shall be accepted for him to make atonement for him. He shall kill the bull before the Lord. Aaron's sons, the Kohanim, shall present the blood and sprinkle the blood around on the altar that is at the tent, the door of the tent of meeting. He shall skin the burnt offering and cut it into pieces. The sons of Aaron the Kohen shall put fire on the altar and lay wood in order on it the fire. And Aaron's sons the Kohenim shall lay the pieces, the head and the fat in order on the wood that it is on the fire which is on the altar. But he shall wash its innards and its legs with water. The Kohen shall burn all of it on the altar for a burnt offering, an offering made by fire of a pleasant aroma to the Lord. If his offering is from the flock, from the sheep or from the goats, for a burnt offering he shall offer a male without blemish. He shall kill it on the north side of the altar before the Lord. Aaron's sons, the Kohanim, shall sprinkle its blood around on the altar. He shall cut it into its pieces with its head and its fat. The Kohen shall lay them in order on the wood that is on the fire, which is on the altar. But the innards and the legs he shall wash with water. The Kohen shall offer the whole and burn it on the altar. It is a burnt offering, an offering made by fire of a pleasant aroma to the Lord. That was Leviticus or Vayikra. Chapter 1, verses 1 through 13. Now our portion from the prophets is today 
Second Kings chapter 24. In his days, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babel, came up, and Jehoiakim became his servant three years. Then he turned and rebelled against him. And the Lord sent against him bands of the Kashtim, and bands of the Syrians, and bands of the Moabites, and bands of the children of Ammon, and sent them against Yehuda to destroy it, according to the word of the Lord, which he spoke by his servants the prophets. Surely at the command of the Lord this came on Yehuda to remove them out of his sight. For the sins of Manasseh, according to all that he did, and also for the innocent blood that he shed. For he filled Yerushalayim with innocent blood, and the Lord would not pardon. Now the rest of the acts of Jehoiakim and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the kings of Yehuda? So Jehoiakim slept with his fathers, and Jehoiakim, his son, reigned in his place. The king of Mitzrayim did not come out of his land again, because the king of Babel had taken all that belonged to the king of Mitzrayim, from the brook of Mitzrayim to the river Euphrates. Jehoiakim was eighteen years old when he began to reign, and he reigned in Jerusalem three months. His mother's name was Nehushta, the daughter of El-Natan of Jerusalem, And he did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord, according to all that his father had done. At that time, the servants of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babel, came up to Jerusalem, and the city was besieged. And Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babel, came to the city while his servants were besieging it. And Jehoiakim, the king of Yehuda, went out to the king of Babel, he and his mother and his servants, and his princes and his officers. And the king of Babel captured him in the eighth year of his reign. And he carried out from there all the treasures of the house of the Lord and the treasures of the king's house, and cut in pieces all the vessels of gold which Shlomo, king of Israel, had made in the temple of the Lord, as the Lord had said. Then he carried away all Jerusalem and all the princes, and all the mighty men of valor, even ten thousand captives, and all the craftsmen and the smiths. No one remained except the poorest people of the land. And he carried away Jehoiakim to Babel, with the king's mother, the king's wives, his officers, and the chief men of the land. He carried them into captivity from Jerusalem to Babel. All the men of might, even seven thousand, and the craftsmen, and the smiths, one thousand, all of them strong and fit for war, even them the king of Babel brought captives to Babel. Then the king of Babel made Mataniah, Jehoiakim's father's brother, king in his place, and changed his name to Tzidkiyahu. Tzidkiyahu was 21 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 11 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Hamutal, the daughter of Yeremiyahu, of Livna. He did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord, 
according to all that Jehoiakim had done. For through the anger of the Lord, this happened in Yerushalayim and Yehuda, until he had cast them out from his presence. Then Sidkiyahu rebelled against the king of Babel. That was Second Kings or Melachim, chapter 24. And now our portion from the writings is today Psalm 139. For the chief musician, a psalm by David. Lord, you have searched me and you know me. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word on my tongue. Behold, Lord, you know it altogether. You hem me in behind and before and you laid your hand upon me. This knowledge is beyond me. It is too high. I cannot attain it. Where could I go from your ruach? Or where could I flee from your presence? If I ascend up into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the dawn and settle in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand will lead me, and your right hand will hold me. If I say, surely the darkness will overwhelm me, and the light around me will be night, Even the darkness does not hide from you, but the night shines as the day. The darkness is like light to you. For you formed my innermost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I will give thanks to you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. My soul knows that very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my body. In your book they were all written, the days that were ordained for me, when as yet there were none of them. How precious to me are your thoughts, God! How vast is their sum! If I would count them, they are more in number than the sand. When I wake up, I am still with you. If only you, God, would kill the wicked. Get away from me, you bloodthirsty men, for they speak against you wickedly. Your enemies take your name in vain. Lord, do I not hate those who hate you? Am I not grieved with those who rise up against you? I hate them with a perfect hatred. They have become my enemies. Search me, God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. See if there is any wicked way in me and lead me in the everlasting way. That was Psalm or Tehillim 139. And now our final portion of scripture for today from the Apostolic Writings. We are reading Acts chapter 7 verse 1 through verse 29. Then the Kohen Gadol said, Are these things so? And he said, Brothers and fathers, listen. The God of glory appeared to our father Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia 
before he lived in Haran and said to him, Get out of your land and away from your relatives and come into a land which I will show you. Then he came out of the land of the Kastim and lived in Haran. From there, when his father was dead, God moved him into this land where you are now living. And he gave him no inheritance in it. No, not so much as to set his foot on. And he promised that he would give it to him for a possession and to his offspring after him, when he still had no child. But God spoke in this way, that his offspring would live as strangers in a foreign land, and that they would be enslaved and mistreated for four hundred years. I will judge the nation to which they will be in bondage, said God, and after that they will come out and serve me in this place. Then he gave him the covenant of circumcision, and so Abraham became the father of Ishak, and circumcised him the eighth day. And Ishak became the father of Yaakov, and Yaakov became the father of the twelve patriarchs. And the patriarchs, moved with jealousy against Yosef, sold him to into Mizraim, and God was with him, and delivered him out of all his afflictions, and gave him favor and wisdom before Parol, king of Mizraim, and made him governor over Mitzrayim and all his house. Now a famine came over all the land of Mitzrayim and Canaan, and great affliction, and our fathers found no food. But when Yaakov heard that there was grain in Mitzrayim, he sent out our fathers the first time. On the second time, Yosef was made known to his brothers, and Yosef's race was revealed to Pharaoh. Then Yosef sent and called Yaakov, his father, and all his relatives, seventy-five souls. So Yaakov went down into Mitzrayim, and he died, himself and our fathers. And they were brought back to Shechem and laid in the tomb that Abraham bought for a price in silver from the children of Hamor of Shechem. But as the time of the promise came close which God had sworn to Abraham, the people grew and multiplied in Mitzrayim, until there arose a different king who did not know Yosef. The same took advantage of our race and mistreated our fathers and forced them to throw out their babies so that they would not stay alive. At that time Moshe was born and he was well-pleasing to God and he was brought up three months in his father's house. And when he was set outside, Paro's daughter took him up and raised him as her own son. And Moshe was instructed in all the wisdom of the Egyptians, and he was mighty in his words and works. Now when he was forty years old, it came into his heart to visit his brothers, the sons of Israel. Seeing one of them suffer wrong, he defended him, and avenged him, who was oppressed, striking the Egyptian. For he supposed that his brothers understood that God, by his hand, was giving them deliverance, but they did not understand. And on the next day he appeared to them as they fought and urged them to be at peace again, saying, Men, you are brothers. Why do you wrong one another? But he who did his neighbor wrong pushed him away, saying, Who made you a ruler and a judge over us? Do you want to kill me as you killed the Egyptian yesterday? 
Moshe fled at this saying and became a stranger in the land of Midian, where he became the father of two sons. That was Acts chapter 7, verses 1 through 29. And that concludes our reading of scriptures for today. If you, however, are reading through the apostolic scriptures or New Testament twice this cycle, you will also read Revelation chapter 1 today. This is Harriet with Daily Bread for Busy Moms. I wish you a blessed new week with the Lord and His Word to encourage you. Shavuot Tov and Shalom from Israel. Until next time.